Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 37. The parable of the Good Samaritan is where we're going to land. But at the beginning of this text, there is a portion that is paralleled in both Matthew 22, 34 through 40 and Mark 12, 28 through 34. This is Jesus' teaching on the Great Commandment. We actually have three devotions on those parallel texts, episodes 553 and then 633 and 634. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the front portion of this text that is paralleled in those other books, but I want to make an important point about the parable of the Good Samaritan and then elaborate on it a little bit. And I'll give you a spoiler on what the point is before I get to it. Jesus doesn't say this parable primarily so that we will treat our neighbor kindly. No, the primary point of this parable is much more important than that, so hang with me until I get there. Verse 25, and behold, a lawyer stood up and put him to the test saying, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Let me just say, it's going to be important to understand the intent of this parable for us to remember the question that elicited the parable. That one right there, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, what is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said to him, you have answered correctly, do this and you will live. So this lawyer who is testing Jesus knows all the right answers. Let's continue. Verse 29. But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? The question the lawyer asks is a little bit of a tell. He's telling us that he's looking for a way to get around loving certain people. If they're not his neighbors, then he's off the hook. Check out Jesus' response, which I know you're familiar with. Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down the road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. So far, there's been two guys. One's been a religious guy. The other guy's been a religious guy that the Jewish people would be friendly toward, and they've both passed by instead of helping this guy who's been beaten and left half dead. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. Now this is starting to be uncomfortable, because Samaritans and Jews had nothing nothing to do with each other. Enemies, not the kind of people they would think of each other as their neighbors. Verse 34, he went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii, that's about two days wages, and gave them to the innkeeper saying, take care of him and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Jesus says, which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? The lawyer said, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, you go and do likewise. So the parable of the Good Samaritan, a couple important things. Number one is it's a parable. This isn't hugely important, but a lot of people I've heard treat it as if it actually happened in history. It didn't. It's a story that Jesus made up to make a point. And that's neither here nor there. But if we're going to be serious about scripture, we might as well be clear about what's actually historical and what's just a story. The second thing is, which I alluded to earlier, the point of this parable is not to get people to treat other people more 
more kindly or more merciful. Now, treating people more kindly and more merciful is a good thing. I think that people who follow Jesus Christ, people who call themselves Christians, by the power of the Holy Spirit working in us, should over time become more compassionate and more kind and more willing to help others who are in need. Obviously, there's nothing wrong with that, but that is not the main point of this parable. And the number of times that this parable gets taught in churches and in devotions and written about in books and spoken about by ministry leaders as if that is the main point is staggering. And when we teach that as the main point of this parable, we sell the whole thing short. It just cheapens what Jesus is doing here. Because what Jesus is doing is similar to what Jesus was doing when the rich young man came to him. How do I inherit eternal life? Jesus said, do all these things. The young man said, I've done all these things. He wrongly misunderstands his own level of righteousness. So Jesus tells him to go do the thing that he knows he could never do. That is, sell everything you have and give it to the poor. Just like that exchange is not meant to tell everyone to sell everything they have and give it to the poor, this parable is not meant to tell everyone to go find somebody who is very different from them and go be kind to them in a way that is atypical. Rather, Jesus is telling this lawyer to do the thing that the lawyer is incapable of. There's no way that this lawyer could wrap his head around a Samaritan being this kind of a neighbor to a Jew. It doesn't compute, it's impossible, and that's the point. When Jesus says, go and do likewise, he could just as well be telling the man to go and do that which is impossible. That's the point of the parable. The kind of love that Jesus is talking about when he says love your neighbor as yourself is an impossible love. You and I aren't capable of it. After we come to faith in Christ, after our heart of stone is replaced with a heart of flesh, and after the Holy Spirit works in us to make us more and more like Christ, we can get better at it, but we will never do this perfectly. And again, that's the point. You and I are not capable of satisfying the righteous requirements of God's law. Not even close. There's only one who is capable of that, Jesus Christ. He lived a perfect life. He died a sinless death. He rose again, defeating sin, death, the power of the devil, so that if we put our faith and trust in him, we receive his righteousness and perfection. And that's what justifies us before God. Not our own righteousness, because we ain't got none. It's an affront to the gospel of Jesus Christ that we would cheapen this text to make it a moralistic message about being kinder to our neighbors. But when we understand it the way that Jesus meant it, it points us to the reality that the only way we could possibly inherit eternal life, back to the lawyer's very first question, is by putting our faith in him and receiving his righteousness. The righteousness of the only one who loves the Lord his God with all his heart, soul, mind, and strength. The only one who loves his neighbor as himself. Jesus Christ. This is a very popular parable. A very popular text. Next time it comes up in conversation around your dinner table, your living room, and your church fellowship hall, make it a point to set the record straight on what it's really about. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and internet ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which is aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit 
tip from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.